Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello boys and girls, and welcome to Athletico Parsnips with me, Bob Mortimer. Imagine if you can that an abscess has formed on one of your lower molars. In agony, you Google local dentists and find one that you can see that very morning. You attend the surgery and are greeted by a lovely receptionist who registers you efficiently and reassures you that the pan will soon be over. That should be pain. Minutes later, she instructs you to enter the empty dentist's surgery. You notice the certificates adorning the walls are all from the University of Sunderland. And then you hear sobbing coming from behind you. It's a fat puddle of a man with no discernible neck and the stench of an outdoor rabbit hutch. It speaks. Sorry, mate, you'll have to leave. I'm one of those bogus medical frauds and the cops are on the way. It is, of course, my co-host, Mr Andrew Dawson. Oh, Mr Fraudster. Dental imposter, oh Mr. Puddles, heading for prison cuddles, oh Mr. Bogus, skin covered in fungus, oh Mr. Grifter, better get yourself a solicitor. <laughs> all right, Hello, Bob. Thank you very much for that. That was lovely. Did you like that? Yes, I did. Um, I mean, if you're anything like me, Andrew, you'll be a fan of fraudsters, con men, that kind of thing. Uh, you, you can't help but admire them. Um, they're very, very clever people. Something about them, isn't there? I mean, just the audacity of just blatantly just trying to just um, rob people of their hard-earned money. Do you like the romantic ones who wine and dine an older lady? Um, again, yeah. <laughs> Should we encourage that kind of behaviour? I don't know. I don't, but they are fascinating. There was, I can't remember what it was called now, but there was one of these these series that's on BBC One in the morning about after Rome's Under the Hammer's been on, and it was about, like, online fraud, and it was, like, romantic fraud, and it was... Yeah. Uh, there was a mixture of men and women that had both been conned out of their Dumped. money by, by incredibly beautiful people who they imagined they were going to be in a relationship as soon as they yeah. came over from Antigua or somewhere like that. That's the romantic barb, isn't it? That they it stick is, into them. It, that, I mean, it just felt sorry for them because it's just loneliness, isn't it? And yeah. I know what that feels like myself. You know, you can right, be, of course. You know, using a single red rose, Ferrero yeah. Rocher, as their yeah. weapons. You know, yeah, the single red rose emoji. You know, there's nothing more powerful than that when it arrives under, your, under the screen of your mobile phone. We are defenceless, all of us. Oh, we just turn to jelly, don't we? I've got a name for you. Oh, go on. Uh, it's just one name. It's Racing Raymond. Right. Um, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, he says he'll race you. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're at work writing up a report for the boss, I'll race you. 
if you're right. out having a pint after work, I'll race you. Everything's mm. a race for racing Raymond. So you can be him or you can, of course, be a honky-tonk. I mean, he does sound a bit irritating, Andy. I think you'd agree. Yeah, yeah. I'll race you. I'll race you. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. I'll race you. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, oh, you can, I'll tell you what, you can. I'll bring back Thin Richmond. You can be Thin Richmond again. He's the sausage, is he? He's got something to well, do with sausages. Yeah, he's, well, it's just, it's just the name, isn't it? It can be whatever you want it to be. I'll be Racy Raymond, getting people's nerves for a day. All right, yeah, OK. Nothing new there. <laughs> Andrew, I um, yes. for better or for worse, um, I've done a John Cooper lockdown. Oh, good. We're not locked down really much anymore, but it's nice to... But he made is, these during lockdown. Yeah. Is he, is he like that Japanese soldier who hid out in the forest and he doesn't know that lockdown's over, but he's still in there hanging on in? Yeah, there are similarities, apart from the fact he's not Japanese and he's not in a forest. Yeah, they're more, le- more or less bang that's on. That's exactly the same. <laughs> I'll shut up and let you get on with it. <laughs> me bloody bed is knackered and damp. There's hundreds of moths on me bedside lamp. There's a stain on the ceiling in the shape of a goat and a thick layer of mucus at the back of me throat. The hairs are tangled on me shoulders and back. Me pillow is dusted with savoury snacks. I pick up me mobile, but the screen's gone dead. I'll have to eat biscuits or watch telly instead. The bloke next door is banging on the wall. I don't know why, cos I've done fuck all. He shouts, turn it down or he'll kick me head in. So I turn off the telly and fart in a tin. I start getting dressed and I realise there's sick on me vest and sick on me thighs. I cough up a furball, get back into bed. Truth of it is, I'd be better off dead. I'm locked down, Gary. How do you do? I used to make pants at B&Q. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was thoroughly depressing, but I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I'm patching in now. I'm yeah. patching in. Away up. Uh, Roy Hodgson, who's got a little right. quiz for us today. Uh, are you there? Roy? Roy, are you there? Who? Oh, are we on? Is this it? Yeah, yeah. Roy, proceed if you could. All right, then. I've got a quiz for you. I want Mr. Mortimer to do the quiz today. Here we go. And it's all about... Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Say it yeah. along with me. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right. It's multiple choice. So you should be able to cope with it. Question one, Bob. Which planet was destroyed by exterminators extremists? Was it A, Dolumar 4? Was it B, Barnasus? Or was it C, Dentist free. Number B, Barlasus. Number B. F- fucking idiot. <laughs> it was WR4. Caius oh, destroyed the Titan, entered Severus's fortress, and killed Severus, and ultimately his demonic master, Tarkax, after the greater demon possessed Severus's body so that he could fully enter real space. You didn't know that? Okay, Roy. I didn't know, Roy. You didn't know. Really interesting, though, Roy. Really interesting. Question number two. Don't worry, there's only two more. Question number oh, two. Oh, not two more? <laughs> yeah, two more. Question two. Who is the longest living space marine in Warhammer? Was it Dante? Was it Logan Grimnar? Or was it Marius Calgar? A. Dante. Yeah. 
Was that a guess? Did they ask me answer? Yes, correct. Uh, da- Dante, of course, is the current chapter master of the Blood Angels. Commander Dante is one of the most experienced and able space marine commanders. In no small part, this is due to the longevity of the Blood Angels, which he has ruled for 1,100 years. Well done. Correct. Final one. This is a decided question. Oh, dear. Which planet is sacred to the faith of the cult Mechanicus? Is it Katachan? Is it Mars? Or is it Armageddon? Katachan. Katachan. Good, good answer, but wrong. It's Mars, you yeah. fucking moron. Mars is the home world and headquarters of the Adeptus Mechanicus and a planet sacred to the faith of the cult Mechanicus, which is one reason why I travel to the Red Planet for Imperial personnel who are not members of the Mechanicus and share its peculiar faith is restricted. Thank you, Roy. I thought you would have known that. Yeah, really interesting, Roy. Honestly, no, well, really interesting. One out of three, you have failed at my quiz. I uh, will now retire back to my retirement. And what's Thank it called, Roy? Rorama. It's Rorama. 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 No, Rorama. Rorama. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He's gone. Thanks for that, Roy. And thanks for uh, indulging him there, Bob. God, no, he's not working. I bet he's playing some um, big old games with them. I wonder oh, if Ben Tekken well, still play with him. I mean, he was in his garage, wasn't he, last time we, we spoke to him about it. He'd been consigned ah, right, his garage are. during lockdown, so he's probably um, converted that into some kind of spectacular Warhammer headquarters. Should we do some Unidents? I'm happy to do that. A lot of Unidents this time, so we've had to be quite brutal with the ones that we can do and the ones we can't do. So sorry about that. It's a victim of its own popularity and success. Um, Here's one from Ben Clarkson. Uh, He says, I created an imaginary yet terrifying creature, the Night Wasp, a normal wasp that only attacks at night. So far, so good. The wife thought I was daft, he says. Um, Three nights running, we've discovered a wasp in the bedroom beyond what should be the normal wasp cut-off time which he says is 22, 30 hours. Uh, I've killed these wasps, yet more wasps still return. This has to be a unident, considering the alternative of night wasps. So, Paul, what do you think of that? Well, I created an imaginary yet terrifying creature. What does that mean, Andrew? The night has wasp. He- he's, he's dreamt up the concept of the night wasp, which only attacks at night, and then it's somehow come to life but in his a, house oh so he he had the thought but then it's actually happened and then it's happened yeah so I mean I lived in a house where I kept getting stung every night and um, it was honeybees really and they were living in the chimney and they'd come out um, throughout the night I don't know whether that it. I don't it sounds to me like maybe someone's coming down the chimney, Andrew. Um, I'm not There's, convinced by yeah. that cut-off point. Are you 11.30? I don't know what the cut-off point is for a wasp. I've never I've never really had a wasp. You've never had a, I've never wasp. had a wasp? I've never had a wasp kind of post 9pm, so I don't, that, that 22, 30 hours things, stuff of fancy to me. I, it might just be there's a wasp nest in his chimney, like you've said. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking. I don't think... I, I don't want to give it, uh, Andrew, because... Right. Being stung by wasps doesn't sound unusual. I know it's very no. late. It's a very well, late bite. but um, well, they, they, they haven't even stung him. They've, he's just been fending them off and killing them. You were stung by honeybees, you say? Yeah, night after night, discovered honeybee nest up my chimney. 
that's unusual because they're not usually uh, vengeful creatures, are they? They normally go about their business, but if they were coming out and stinging you every night, it's maybe... Cause, it's because they were in the bed. They so, were nesting know, in the bed? No, they'd get into the bed and you'd kick them or scratch what, them. They'd get, get under the sheets. Why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for a, not daft, for a cuddle. Yeah, could you make honey? I doubt it. Got, right, um, we'll, see, we'll see a note on that one, then. There's one from... Um, I like, I've got to say, I like this one, Andrew, from right. Tom, just Tom. Yeah. He was riding his bike to work on Monday and a van pulled out in front of him. As he slammed, uh, as I slammed my back brake on the back wheel of my bike, had oh. happened to land on top of a crushed can of Coke. So instead of stopping dead, I skidded along the road <laughs> towards the van without slowing down and hit yeah. him to the side of it, unharmed, but mm. slightly confused. I thought to myself... That was an unusual incident. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I think you. I think it might be the perfect unident, and I think that he was slightly confused is a key mm. part of the unident experience. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of that moment where you don't you don't know whether what's happening is even real or not anymore. That's whether you the, can trust that's yourself. The, cru- yeah. the crux of the unident. Um, I'd like to see that recreated um, in in the kind of the style of nine nine nine, the Michael Burke. Um, incident show. Right. Is it called nine nine nine? Something like that. I'd like Something to see like every that. single incident of a, a person's life for a twenty-four hour period recreated. You know, just from making a Would cup you? of tea, having a shave, <laughs> everything, but just everything. in that slightly that slightly heightened version where there's yeah. like the funny camera angles and bits of dramatic With music. That feeling of dread, you know, it's all a bit ominous, isn't it? I would love. You know what? I would love. If we had the ability, this might come to us one day, the ability to rewind our life in the same way you can rewind your Sky Plus and just watch what happened on the telly a few seconds ago. If, you know, when something happens like yeah, the unit, then nice. if you could just rewind back and see it again, yeah. just enjoy it again, I'd love that. I hope that I hope they can make that happen, the scientists. Listen to you getting all Keegan. Oh, I would love that. Oh, I'd tell wouldn't I, you, I, though? I would... <laughs> would, wouldn't you? Of course you would. Yeah. Maybe Let's you have can one only... more unident. Oh, go on then. Uh, Jack O'Higgins is all right, is it? Yeah, Jack O'Higgins says, I was recently clearing some old debris from beneath a palm tree that is growing in a close to the public area of the garden centre I work at. There's already a lot of information there yes, in nice. itself to, to cope with. He says, it had been quite some time since this was last done and the debris was very old and decaying. Buried in beneath the shit, there it was, he says, a perfect lemon. Not a bruise, not a blemish. And he asks, do lemons last forever? Do they secretly grow beneath palm trees? Is this a unident? I don't know. Mm. It's, Andrew, it's an interesting incident or an yeah. intradent. Intradent, um, yeah. Uh, rather than a unident. Um, I have to say a surprise outdoor lemon, a chance lemon is a wonderful thing. If it had been a pork chop, might have given it, but... It, if it had been a pork chop, I would have suspected it had just been hurled there by a third party from like over a wall or something. Why not? You can lemon? explain that away. A pork chop's not going to fall off a palm tree, is it? Because pork chops don't grow on oh, palm trees. You don't trees. think it fell off the palm tree, do you? Well, it might have done. I don't know. Where's it come from? You do think someone's just chucked it over the wall? I think someone's been playing roll the lemon and they've rolled it and they've lost it yeah. under the leaves. Lost control of it and it's gone under. And then they've got Jacko. Hey, Jacko, go and clean that tree up. And they've put it there to to mess with his head. I don't know. Here's a cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, Andy, I was listening to uh, TalkSport, Jim White and Simon Jordan. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was a good, solid show, so I taped some of it. Would you like to hear it? Yes, please. It's all right. I'll, I'll <laughs> press play then. So, obviously, it starts with Jim, Jim White. Mm. So, sorry, Simon, but some breaking news just coming in, and this is sensational, mind-blowing even. It is literally a game-changer for every child, adult, man and woman who loves a beautiful game. <laughs> You are not going to believe this. I'm telling you, Simon, this has already caused some swelling to my thigh and a low throbbing pain in my jawbone. Listen to this. Just listen to this. Yeah, get on with it. Notts County, and what a fine old club that is, by the way, have decided to abandon their full-time golden goal competition and replace it with a half-time raffle. Surely this is madness, inexcusable and unwarranted. And the throbbing in my lower jaw has now become more of a stabbing shooting pain. Where will it end? An abscess? Implant surgery? What say you, Simon Jordan? Well, above all and before we get caricatured as reactive rather than proactive, let's consider the forces, namely financial, that have begat this club to begot this decision. Every club has to work within constraining restraints to set parameters for actions and objectives. Essentially, it's a rebranding rather than a redesign. And in that context, it really only affects those people that are effectively burdened with a perceived change. I wish them all the best. Well, 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 we'll have to agree to disagree on that one, Simon. Now it's time to welcome our special guest, who is so special that the small capillaries around my ankle have started to pulse in anticipation. It is, of course, none other than my oldest and bestest ever friend, Mr Mick McCarthy. How are you doing, Mick? All right, you bastard. What you bastard want? Oh, Mick, never change. Prompt, never change. Promise me that. I'll not promise you now, you bastard. I just wanted to ask you about some of your players refusing the vaccine. Are you happy with that? I'm never happy. What's the point of that? Only bastards are happy. So you'd rather your players took the vaccine? I'm not bastard bothered. Why not, Mick? Because they're a pack of bastards. That's fair enough. Have you had the vaccine, Mick, yourself? No. And why not? Because the vaccine's a bastard. (laughs) If I could just interject here, Mick, by way of diversifying the paradigm within which we are operational? No, you can't. Why not? 
because you're clearly a bastard. Oh, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you, Mick McCarthy, as insightful as ever. Back straight after this. Come shopping at Cartwell's, find what you're looking for. Shopping at Cartwell's, the biggest and the best store. There's so much to see, and the car park is free. Come shopping at Cartwell's with the whole family. Cartwell's is a retail partner of GFX Securities. Our shelves are more or less empty, and the goods that do remain, a high percentage of faulty or non-safety compliant. Free parking is at our sister store on the Isle of Lewis. Okay. Our next guest on the show is the inimitable Nigel Pearson, manager of Bristol City. Nice to speak to you, Nigel. What are you personally doing about the COVID? I do not fear COVID, as it is a virus <laughs> that all would be able to fight and emerge victorious from that fight. At the end of the fight, people would say, Nigel, that is a fight that you have won. But it's potentially deadly things. You're not fear it at all. I fear nothing but everything fears. Oh, his voice is tricky. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I fight, I experience no fear, only expectation. That's wrong, isn't it? I don't know. Brian Clough. Brian Clough. All right. Uh, when I fight. I experience no fear, only the expectation of winning that fight, usually with great ease and occasionally with a modicum of effort. If any four challenges me, I simply say I will fight you and the result of that fight will be your defeat. I will win that fight and you will lose. I'm a superb fighter and I love <laughs> to fight. You talk a lot about fighting and the pugilistic approach, but is there not room for compromise or accommodation in your aspects of approach. Do you want to fight? Because I will fight you, and it is a fight that you will lose. Is that what you want, to have a fight and lose <laughs> that fight as you've taken on a better fighter than you? Right, I think we'll leave it there. I still can't believe that news about the Notts County raffle. My thighs are so swollen now that my balls are being crushed like a couple of bilberries in a wine press. Back after this. And that's, I stopped taping then, Andy. Uh, you stopped till you ran out of tape, did you? Yeah. Because uh, that was very good. Um, I, on, yeah. I only had Lovely a C5. Stuff. I only had a five minute. Oh, just a little one. Uh, was it from Boots? No, I got it from WH Smith. <laughs> Would you like to do a little game that I've yeah. put together? It's called Cash or Check. Okay. okay. Yeah. Here we go. Bob. Yep. Cash <laughs> or check. Now, don't don't go with your gut response if you don't want to. Have a think about it. We've got all the time in the world. I'll say it again. Cash or check. I think I'm happy with my response. What is that response? Cash. You've gone for cash? Yes. I've asked you cash or cheque, and today you've gone for cash. I'm sorry, Bob, it was cheque. <laughs> I thought it, it was might be. as soon as I said cash. It was Pat Cash, uh, the tennis yeah. player, or the check in desk at the Four Seasons Hotel in Manhattan. <laughs> so. You've got it wrong on this occasion. But thank you for playing Cash or Check, Bob. 
Thank you very much. No, thank you for having me. A, thank you for having pleasure. me. And what a wonderful, it's a wonderful set you've got there as well for the show. Beautiful. <laughs> thank you very much. It's very space age, isn't it? Crime Files. The small market town of Amersham lies some 20 miles north of London in the picturesque valley of the River Misbourne. Historically known for brewing, lace manufacture and brick making, it is now a quiet commuter hub with many notable bars, restaurants and leisure facilities. A fine place to live. That is until the 7th of February 2018 when the shit hit the fan. Hidden among the narrow streets of Amersham was the small workshop and gallery of Mr Neil Hunt, the nonsense potter. On that day, Neil was sat at his workbench, applying some otter manure dubbin to his hiking boots. The kiln was still warm from a firing and a cup of hot bovril was steaming on the bench. Suddenly into the shop walked the darts player, Adrian Lewis, accompanied by chef Ron Craggs and the head waiter from Slaughter's Restaurant in Alexander Palace. What do you pack of no marks want? If you're looking for a betting shop, it's three doors down. This is a nonsense pottery. <laughs> oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Look at all this stuff. <laughs> Did you just repeat the F word in front of my beautiful pots? Uh, no, no, no. I said we're in look, look. We're in look, look, look. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is that stench coming off you lot? It smells like a maggot farm. So very sorry, Mr. Nonsense Potter. The smell is various residues that are clinging to Chef Craggs' apron. I shall ask him to remove it and place it outside. Why should I remove my apron? I'm wearing it all day so that my body heat will ferment the residues and that you scrape them into the night's gravy. <laughs> Oh, look, 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 that has got me popping. I absolutely adore Chef Craig's apron gravy. Just put it outside, Ron. Fucking <laughs> Ron. In my mind, the custom is always right, and if this customer wants to ferment apron juices in situ, then that's what we shall fucking do. Right, that's it. Get out of my pottery. I don't like your attitude or your gutter language. Go on, get out. Oh, fuck. Easy, Mr. Potter. Nobody, and I mean nobody, talks to random crags like that. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Look, look, listen. We've got off to a bad start. Let's all calm down. We're here to buy a big pottery platter for Ron's anniversary meal. We've got a thousand pounds burning a hole in me tracksuit bottoms. So come on, let's do business. Mm, a thousand pounds, you say? And will you stop with the potty talk? Absolutely. Sorry, my bad. I might just have the thing for you. Have a look at this 24-inch porcelain glazed beauty featuring a seal balancing a ball on its snout. Oh, look, 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 that's beautiful. Look at the seal's juicy thigh meat. Imagine biting into them with a fox lung coolie. Oh, that softened my tits into rice pudding. It's very, very fucking striking. Sorry, my bad. It's not... That's not big enough for what I'm planning, and the seal looks like a sausage. I'd rather serve up on a cowpat. 
In fact, I fact, I think I fucking will. Oh, you don't like it, do you? Oh, well, how hurtful that this is coming from a hideous cook that stinks of offal and speaks like he's got a mouthful of condoms. Go on out. Get out of my pottery. No, son. You get out. <laughs> At this point, Ron Craggs ripped off his apron and shirt, revealing a massive tattoo of a citron berlingo on his chest. <laughs> Come here, come here, you jumped up quick. <laughs> Ron grabbed Neil around his midriff and started to squeeze him so tightly that a pebble was ejected into Neil Hunt's slacks. Get off, Get off me, you ape! Get off me! You should know that my sister's son's Spanish tutor owns a bullfighting costume and my father's insurance agent owns a Zulu spear that he won in a cruise raffle. Get off me! <laughs> Suddenly, Neil finds himself struggling for breath and Ron loosens his grip, causing Neil to fall to the floor like a sack of pliers. Ron pulls his foot back, ready to deliver a steel toe cap to Neil's temple. <laughs> Why? Why is it always little old me? I once gave Pudsy Bear £50 for a cuddle. And I pray every night for animals with compromised movement. <laughs> Neil closes his eyes, awaiting the blow to his temple. But it never came. He looked up to see the three strangers all nose deep in his bucket of otter dubbing. the most concentrated minky butter I have ever licked. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. You meaty pottery hero. This is second level meat wax. Save some for me, you greedy bastards. Oh, fuck off. No, you fuck off. We must have more of this savoury nougat. <laughs> How much for another bucket? £1,000. That's a fucking deal, sirs. My bad. Come on, let's take this bucket back to Slaughter's and wash it around with Ron's gravy. Send it in the post to Slaughter's, Alexander Palace, you fucker. Sirs, my bad. The three left the shop, leaving a thick wad of cash on the table. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand pounds for otter manure? It's ten pounds on the internet, you Todd Warriors. I'm Neil Hunt and I'm loving my life. Uh, did you say you had a quiz there? Yeah, do you want one? Oh, why not? Go on. I'm going to take you to Boots the Chemist. All right. Andrew, is that somewhere you like to go? Yeah, I've been there before, yeah. Well, picture yourself in boots Ooh, looking at them shelves, yeah? Yeah. All yeah. right. And um, I'm going to take you to the men's toiletry section. Ooh. And I want you, I'm going to give you three items. Mm -hmm. I want you to price them cheapest to most expensive mm -hmm. or vice versa, okay? I'm confident. And the three items are 12 Gillette Pro Glide Replacement Blades. 12. Right, yeah. Yeah. Item two. One bottle of Old Spice deodorant stick. So it's not a stick. One stick of Old Spice deodorant. Yeah. And the third one is the Oral-B cross-action rechargeable electric toothbrush. Right. Well, the cheapest is going to be the Old Spice deodorant stick. You reckon? Yeah. Well, this okay. is made out of, like, I don't know, platinum or something. Um, okay. 
what was the what was the what was the Oral B brand name? The Oral B is a rechargeable electric toothbrush. I'll be fair and say there's no con here. I chose the. It's actually the cheapest. It's the standard, right? Your most. Okay. It's your basic, basic um, rechargeable toothbrush and twelve Gillette uh, replacement blades and I a little think plastic. The replacement blades are the most expensive. Then the toothbrush. Okay. Then the then the stick. Andrew. You have just nailed it. Get in! Yes! How does how does that, that feel? That is beautiful. What a way to end an episode. And <laughs> it's I mean, I'm I'm well aware of how much blades cost. They're really expensive. They're more expensive than printer ink and gold. So £32.99. <laughs> pence. Well, that's ridiculous. That's why I rarely shave. Um, but you said you knew boots, and you certainly oh, do. Oh, yeah. Well done. I, I prowl those aisles like a cougar. Right. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, that's been Athletic or Parsnips. Thanks again for all of you who indulge us and subscribe. Uh, we love each and every one of you. Yeah, thank you, Parsnippers, for listening. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.